Build It Coach, Quick Tips, Episode 18, How to Get Contractor Pricing, RFP Magic. Let's go. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Build It Coach. I help you, the homeowner, the property owner, manage the chaos of a renovation or remodeling project so that you don't lose money experience a mental breakdown, or become victim to a failed project. The Build It Coach is specifically designed to empower the non-construction professional. I'm your host, Dale R. Scriven, project management and design build professional. Welcome to the Quick Tip Series. Today, we will talk about how to get contractor pricing. I'll share with you how the pros do it. And how the pros do it, how do we do it? It's with a simple document called the RFP, which stands for Request for Proposal. All right? The name of this document speaks for itself. RFP, a Request for Proposal. You're requesting that a company provide you a proposal, but we want to set the parameters for that proposal. We want to be in control as property owners. Look, look, the RFP is very important because it sets the project expectations puts you in charge. This is a critical step in the planning stage of your project. The RFP process gives you insight into the quality and the professionalism of your prospective contractors. Needless to say, but I'll say this, if your contractor can't properly respond to an RFP nine times out of 10, you have a crappy contractor. They should be able to respond diligently professionally to all of the different aspects that are included in your RFP. At the end of the day, you want a contractor that brings not only a good price, but good quality. We talked about that in past podcast episodes. It's not always the lowest price you want. You want a quality project, a quality price for the work that's being done. Trust me and sincerely, you could talk to Millions of construction professionals um, around the world, um, we've all been burned by low price contractors, all right? You want a good quality price for the work that's being done, all right? Best value. You want you want a good value. Look, also the RFP provides the property owner an outline to make sure that everything is being considered when you're planning your project. Everything is thought out. It provides you a checklist, okay? So as you go through these different parameters in your RFP, the bullet points, you're reminded, oh, I need to plan for that. I need to include that. Did I think about that? All right, the RFP is kind of a almost a life-saving document at the beginning stages of your project before any hammers or nails or saws start to spin, all right? A good, F, a good RFP should include the following. Now, keep in mind, we could spend a half hour on many of these different topics in the RFP, but today we'll provide an overview. But here's a quick overview, then we'll go into them into some detail. So you have the name of the project with the title, the date. Um, Then you have the project scope statement, approximate start date. When do you want your project to start? Approximate duration. How long do you want it to last? Do you want it to last just over the summer? Do you need the project to end by a certain time? 
Then you want to have your bid award rules. Will it be low bid quality, et cetera? You want to be clear to your contractor bid requirements to include, um, you know, a bid sheet. Do they need to fill out a bid sheet? Do they need to provide you pricing in a particular way? Very important. We'll talk about that. Contract attachments. Do you have HOA rules, city ordinances, your rules? Do they need to take off their shoes, the work hours? Do you allow smoking on your property? Do you allow cursing? We want to put all this stuff in the RFP. Your subcontract agreement. What type of a contract are you asking or requesting that the contractor sign if they get the project? And remember, prior episodes, we don't sign the contractor's proposals. We prepare a contract for them to sign so we can remain in control. Okay, We want a contract that's friendly to us, the property owner, since we are footing the bill. And then there could be a bonus section, right? To allow the contractor to add a narrative to see if they see anything that they want to add to the project, that they, they could bring more value to the project. All right. So let's start at the top. Date, title, slash name of the project. That's self-explanatory, right? Um, Betty's bathroom um, renovation. Dan's kitchen renovation. Or you could put the address. Um, 111 Fork Road um, building extension whatever that you know that's a self-explanatory you want to but important you want to make sure that you refer to this project through that name throughout your project that is going to be how you refer to everything in your correspondence documents everything so that name is going to carry through to everything that's setting the stage but that's simply the title now project scope statement that references and includes the construction documents construction documents being the plans specifications and or a detailed scope of work you want to put that package in your rfp you want to let the contractor know what you want them to build and the specifications what exactly are the terms not the terms but what materials are they actually contracted to build is it ceramic tile is a particular type of tub that you want particular type of mirror Paint finishes, do you want a particular manufacturer for your paint, right? You might want whatever con, um, manufacturer paint, Sherwin-Williams or Duron, what have you. Um, you don't necessarily want them showing up with Bear or some other um, manufacturer's paint. You want to make sure that they are bidding exactly what you want. All right, so that needs to be in your RFP. Approximate start date. Very important, right? The contractor needs to make sure that Make sure that they have the resources to start your project on time. All right. So if they're busy, the contractor may say, hey, you want to start date and we'll pick a month. We'll pick any month. May. You want to start May 1st. Well, they may not have the resources or a contractor may say, OK, yeah, I'm fine with that. I have plenty of resources, human resources to start your project on May 1st. The duration. So this is a sanity check. Your contract um, construction documents, your plans may not be in alignment with your approximate duration or may impact the cost. Previous episode, we talked about the golden triangle, okay? So if you want something done faster, that means there's going to be more money spent or more human resources spent to get the job done. So that may affect your pricing. So the contractor may say, hey, this is a lot of work to be done in one month. Um, I might need two months. Or if I have to do it in one month, man, I'm really going to have to push this and some of the costs may, you know, accelerate or I may not be able to get certain materials 
by a particular time. So that's very important to put the approximate duration and that will allow you to plan your schedule as well, as well as the contractor, right? So duration, you wanna put that in your um, RFP. Bid award rules. Now, are you simply just gonna take the lowest bid and award that? So you wanna be upfront with your contractors because they, they understand many times that they are bidding against other contractors. So it's fair to know or give them the rules of, of the actual bid, all right? But you could also do quality of bid, meaning that they could give you a price and you could do interviews afterwards to where there's a second negotiation. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. Or it could be best value. You can simply create criteria on the side to say, hey, I'll receive the bids and I will analyze these bids along with my architect or engineer or friend who's qualified to say, hey, we, we will have the most, we will award this project to the best value, all right, based on your parameters. You could do whatever you want. You're the property owner. You're not bounded by um, a lot of the rules that municipalities have, let's say governments. Sometimes governments and bids, they have to go with the lowest bid and they don't have the flexibility um, to do maybe, you know, quality or best value and they're stuck with low bid, all right? But you can do whatever you want. The bid, that, that was the bid award rules. Next, bid requirements to include, let's say, a bid sheet. How do you want them to respond to the bid? Again, previous episode, and also in my document, um, how to hire a great contractor, we don't accept lump bids. What I do and what professionals do on a RFP, they have a bid sheet that will break down the work into divisions or identifiable features of work. That sheet is part of the bid or RFP package. So it will say kitchen countertops, put a price. Kitchen cabinets, it'll have a price next to it or a blank space where the contractor inserts a price. Wood flooring, insert a price. Bathroom tub, bathroom flooring, painting, there'll be a blank spot next to it. See, that gives us the ability to when we receive the multiple bids, we can analyze them properly. And also it sets us up in the future to know how, how to pay our contractor when it's time to pay them, right? So you don't have to guess, guess how much the painting is worth on your project. They told it to you in the bid, all right? You know this, you know how much it costs for the tub in your bathroom renovation because it was in the bid. You don't have to guess, all right? And also you may wanna include within that um, um, bid requirement, do they need to submit a project schedule, all right? Any other things of that nature, you could you can include those in your requirements, all right? Next, reference the contract attachments. Very important, there may be some HOA rules you need to do this work up front to see if there's some HOA rules that need to be adhered to. All right. That could include work hours, et cetera. And also any local city ordinances. Um, I grew up in um, Gaithersburg, Maryland, and there was a um, area known as Montgomery Village. And Montgomery Village was known for having very strict aesthetic and design um, um, parameters. You know, how high the fence could be what hours you could work, colors. Um, there's also another area that I live close to in Columbia, Maryland, that is very strict in regards to the aesthetics of the environment. The contractor should know exactly 
what those requirements are. And then also you include your rules. All right. What are your rules? Do you want the contractor to take their shoes off? Do you want them to enter around back every day? What are the work hours? Do you want them starting at six o'clock in the morning? Or do you want them starting at eight? And that should match your HOA or your, your, your local ordinances. Do you allow smoking on your property? Important. It goes without saying, right? You shouldn't uh, um, allow illegal drugs, et cetera. However, you may want to include that. No illegal drugs, no alcohol. This is an alcohol-free property. Um, do you allow cursing? You could put that in your RFP. And that should also appear in your contract, your, your, your subcontract agreement. All right. Next is the subcontract agreement. Um, and it should spell out, is your project fixed price? Meaning, are you going to award it and it'll just be fixed priced? Or is it guaranteed maximum price? Now, we'll talk about these different contract types in a, in a future episode. But guaranteed Mike's maximum price would be more of a fast track price. And we talked about design build. You find guaranteed maximum price contracts in design build contracts. We won't go into this too deep. But sometimes there is what we call a cost plus contract where the contractor gives you the cost of the materials and the labor. And then there's an agreed to percentage and profit that's added on top of that. It depends. Some people like different contract types. We'll talk about that again. And then there's a time and material contract that we're not even going to get into. That's for a whole different, you know, type of project. But I just wanted to put that out there. There are time and material contracts. All right. So look, also, it's important to include in your subcontract agreement um, in the RFP. Are there any bonding requirements? We talked about bonding before in prior episodes. Uh, what are your insurance requirements? Remember, you need to talk to your insurance company that you're about to have um, construction on your property to make sure that your homeowner, homeowner's insurance is in alignment with what you're trying to do. You want to make sure that you're covered as a property owner. All right. Rewards or liquidated damages. All right. What is the penalty if your contractor doesn't finish on time? You want to make sure that that's, that's clear within your RFP. The warranty requirements. Do you want a one-year warranty or a two-year warranty? Most areas include a one-year warranty but you can ask for a two-year warranty make sure it's spelled out in your rfp request for proposal want to make sure that the contractor knows that they're they are responsible for permits fees and inspections all right permits fees and inspections you don't want to go out there trying to get building permits and all that stuff all that stuff they do all of that all right make sure it's spelled out then there's a bonus you could put a contingency area in there where the contractor is allowed to price in some contingency, meaning they see some areas that may have some change orders. And that's an area where they can spell out what some of their concerns. And that actually gives you some insight into the quality of the contractor. Is it a quality contractor that understands what they're doing and they're looking out for your best interest by, um, you know, putting in some contingency in there for some areas that they say, hey, you know what? We might want to add, you know, 2,500 here because in my experience, the roof needs to have additional um, um, wood um, replaced due to the age of the uh, age of the roof, something that of that nature. All right. So I will put up a sample RFP on Build It Coach. Visit buildacoach.com, search for this podcast, and I will uh, post a sample RFP 
Okay, just for you to view and absorb. All right, there you have it. This episode is a wrap. Feel good about yourself. You've increased your knowledge and separated yourself from the common homeowner. If you know someone who needs help, please invite them to listen. Let's build a community of homeowners and property owners who want to take their projects across the finish line and stop this nonsense of stalled projects and contractors ripping us off. Please make sure you subscribe to the Build a Coach on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite place to listen to podcasts. For more details, visit buildacoach.com forward slash podcast. Until Until next time, may your dream project become a reality. Have a great day. Please understand that every construction project is unique. Therefore, the lessons, teachings, and principles expressed in this podcast need to be tailored to your individual project. Any advice or information expressed in this podcast is intended to inform, educate, and teach. All advice and information is based on experience, research, and opinion.